What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Fantasy Football Time Podcast. Your favorite podcast, my favorite podcast, your mom's favorite podcast, Jason's mom's favorite podcast, everyone's mom's favorite podcast, Fantasy Football Time. I am your host, Joe the Show Wallach, alongside Jason Gruber, a.k.a. Stop and Shop himself, the big dog. Jason, how are you? I'm doing good, Joe. Doing really good. Um, man, there's a lot of mom talk at the beginning of that. That's, way way uh, more, more mom talk was that, than I was originally did. Yeah, nope, you, not you at started all. it and went down that road. Um, what was the nickname you just gave me? Stop and Shop. Stop and Shop. Why is that? Because you like to trade. You like to mm, shop around players. You're, I do. You're all, I love yeah. to trade. You're never like, uh, I'm shopping for keeps. Like That's You don't true. go to a Stop and Shop for your groceries. That's true. You I've go had... to a Stop and Shop, grab what you need for that specific time, then you move on. Yeah, I've traded the same player multiple times in in our league, which is which is fun because I never really wanted that player anyways. So it's just <laughs> like it's just an asset to move around. But it is it is fun. I love it. Um, yeah, I'm excited for today's show as well. A lot has happened. A lot of injuries. Yeah, um, we got this, a decent amount of news and to catch some people you guys just up, catch you guys moving up on. around. And so let's hop into the show, Joe. Yeah, speaking of trades, we are going to talk trades today on today's show. In addition, we have a question of the day, an interesting one, I think. And then we got news from around the NFL, a lot of injuries, and then a lot of like interesting roster decisions that have happened over the last couple days in the NFL. And then lastly, we're going to help you guys get ready for your playoffs. We're going to talk about some trade for targets. We believe guys that we think can help you on your way to a fantasy football championship these players are going to help you get that title which is what we all want that's why we listen to fantasy football podcasts because we want to win our championships we don't listen to these things casually if you're a casual listener of a fantasy football podcast like you should probably find a different podcast what does that what does that mean a casual like you think about most most people who listen to a fantasy football podcast like that's such a specific niche thing like they're they're for real they seriously want to win their fantasy football. So are you saying like if you are a casual one, you're not even in a fantasy football league or like who is listening to a fantasy football podcast that's just like not actively invested in a that's fantasy true. football no, team. Nobody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that that's what I mean by that. Where this is the type of podcast where we want to help you win a title. And if you're listening to this, you're thinking, I want to win a title. I want to win my fantasy football championship. And I believe that this podcast is going to help me get there and that's the hope fantasy football time thank you guys for listening make sure you leave us a review on apple or spotify that's the best way you can support the show follow us on all of our forms of social media at ff time pod that's instagram tiktok and twitter at ff time pod let's jump into a question of the day to get things started here's our question jason which week 10 bounce back running back do you think is here to stay so there's three players i want to talk about for this quick question three running backs that for the last couple weeks maybe month month or more have not really been running back one some of it's due to injury some of it's due to a player regression but jonathan taylor who was the running back one on the week james connor the running back five on the week and josh jacobs back into rb1 territory as the running back one on the weeks jason which of these three players do you think is here to stay, or all of them? Yeah, so I think the the answer, at least in my from my perspective, is multiple of them for sure. Now, James Conner came back, and it was great to see him like take over the backfield 
but I don't know that I believe in their offense enough. Like their, their offense hasn't been good. He scored two touchdowns and that's why he was RB five. So I'm going to move James Conner out of that list. I don't think he's an RB one right now. And I, I don't think their offense or the way they're using him makes him an RB one. Now, Josh Jacobs, he got the ball how many times? I literally just had this in front um, of me. He got 21, 21 carries and eight targets. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, when you get the ball 29 times, like you're going to, good things are going to happen. So I feel like Josh Jacobs is here to stay. He is an RB1. Now, the person that I think everyone should be the most excited about is Jonathan Taylor, right? I mean, Joe, you have him both on your fantasy football team as well as um, your your real team, right? Like yeah, you're yeah. a Colts fan. It was, it was good to see Jonathan Taylor. Uh, back to doing Jonathan Taylor things, and and as I was, you know, maybe evaluating his performance on Sunday, I, I, some of the questions I was asking, like, was his poor stretch of games strictly due to injury, or were there things in the offense? Because this this week kind of happened on uh, him coming back from an injury, and also a change in coaching, a change in play calling for the Indianapolis Colts. So I, I found myself wondering, like, well, what was wrong with Jonathan Taylor? Was it that he was actually injured and now he's healthy? Or was it he was uh, the product of a really bad offense and now the offense is getting better? And I think actually it's a little bit of both. He is healthy. He is rested from that high ankle sprain. He looked to be explosive again. He broke off that 66-yard touchdown run where he uh, sped away from safeties and corners, which is the Jonathan Taylor we're used to seeing, where he is powerful in between the tackles but then if he gets into space he does have that breakaway speed which is what I think uh was kind of limiting him with that ankle injury is he didn't quite have the burst that he used to have and then also the offensive line seemed to produce a little bit better under uh Jeff Saturday the only undefeated head coach in the NFL um the offensive line looked better they had a new play caller brought in and and here's I think a, a really important stat is that this was the first week where you saw Jonathan Taylor without Naeem Hines Naeem Hines has been off the team for two weeks now, but Jonathan Taylor was injured one of those two weeks. So this is the first time you've seen Jonathan Taylor on the field without Naeem Hines. And Jonathan Taylor was the third down back. He was the bell cow back for the Indianapolis Colts, which is what you love to see. Now, I don't know if I'm calling like Jonathan Taylor is back, back, back to that elite running back one for fantasy. Um, but it's definitely he's definitely trending in the right direction under the new offense and now that he's healthy again. Yeah, and I would add to that, Joe, I it it's the usage that we saw last year. Like that's the most important thing. Um, their offense changed over the last three weeks. And so and, well he yeah, injury, so for one, but also um with Sam Ellinger Ellinger, um Ellinger. Elling yeah, thank you. He <laughs> Like their offense was just different, you know, and so yep. the fact that they're back to a run first offense, it puts like you drafted Jonathan Taylor because they were in a run first offense with a veteran quarterback who you thought was going to be efficient. And and that's the offense that they moved back to. Matt Ryan had the least amount of passing attempts this week that he's had all season. Mm -hmm. Like that's the offense that you want him for. And that's where I look at Jonathan Taylor and I go. Yep, he's back because they're using him in the way that you drafted him to be an RB1 for. Um, so th that's why I'm like the most excited about Jonathan Taylor. But I think Josh Jacobs never really went anywhere. He still got had yeah, the he, he just usage. Had, he had a couple weeks where he wasn't running back one, but his high usage was still there. He just didn't get into the end zone. And this week he happened to get back into the end zone. So yeah. I agree with you. When you get 29 touches, it's hard to not be 
a really high end running yeah, back for I fantasy. Yeah, I mean, and Nick Chubb wasn't, uh, you know, running back one this week. Um, there's other guys that uh, Derrick Henry was an RB three this week. Like sometimes that just you just have those weeks and it's fine. Yeah, yeah. So I I agree with you. I think out of those three names, James Conner is the one I'm most concerned about. Um, I, I do think we're going to talk about this in the news segment. Uh, his value might be going up right now, but I agree. Jonathan Taylor, Josh Jacobs, really excited. Would would love to have both of them on my fantasy teams moving forward all right that is going to do it for our question of the day jason let's move on to the news and let's start with um a tough one cooper cup superstar wide receiver is heading to the ir with a high ankle sprain and he will miss at least four games so obviously cooper cups had a great season despite being on a poor offense um the offense is definitely going to take a big hit now this affects a lot of things with the Rams this I don't know any offensive piece outside of Tyler Higby that I'm even considering starting on the Los Angeles Rams right now am I am I is that right yeah I don't know actually I think it could be positive for their run game um no you're not excited to start them anyway so if if that if that's your question who am I excited to start nobody but uh the Daryl Henderson owner might be the big winner here I mean, there's there's yeah, only maybe. losers, but maybe he could be like a running back three or two or something like that. Uh, I think the big question mark for Cusher, uh, Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup, Cooper uh, Cup is um, the team's really bad. So, like, do they have incentive to bring him back this year? You know what I mean? Like, if they're ultimately if they're going to miss the playoffs, in which I think that they're going to miss the playoffs. Yep, if they're going to miss likely. the playoffs, do they rush Cooper Cup back to just? To what? Still lose their division and miss the playoffs? Yeah, to play like, what three games maybe? Like I, especially for fantasy, the big like question mark. I mean, he's already going to be out four games, so he's not going to come back to maybe week fourteen. Yeah. Um, so right before your fantasy playoffs, like what if they just shut him down? Or you know what if they bring him back really slowly? Like they don't have the incentive. At least they're right. They're teetering on that edge of literally no incentive. And maybe if they come out and win a couple of games, there's more incentive. But, man, they're on that edge of just like, yep, this guy's gone, and he's gone for the season, not because of injury, but because of injury plus situation. So I think that's – I mean, obviously, if you had Cooper Cup on your team, your team is pretty devastated. Like, that's a huge loss. You know, a first-round guy gone. Um, but it might be a loss for the season. So, Yeah, it's tough. Uh, Zach Ertz out for the rest of the season with an ACL injury. I think it's a torn ACL. Um, super devastating for Zach Ertz, obviously a guy who's been around the league for a while, who's had a great season, who's kind of had a, a resurgence of his career in Arizona. Um, super devastating to see. He was carted off. He was emotional as he was carted off, um, knowing that like at his age, really tough to recover from a season-ending injury. He He knows like this might be it for – for my career, which is super sad, uh, potentially, you know, a hall of famer in Zach Ertz, but for, for fantasies purposes, um, that sucks. You're losing uh, a tight end who was an every week start. I think he was what the tight end four or five on the year, like a really solid piece to your fantasy team, um, who was demanding a lot of targets and had touchdown upside. Now, now the question, um, I want to ask you, Jason is where do his targets get dispersed among the Arizona Cardinals? Like, I think DeAndre Hopkins is locked into 15 targets a week for the rest of the season, and I'm not even being dramatic. Yeah, I don't think you are either. 
Um, I mean, they, eventually they have to go to someone else because he took he relieved some of that pressure, if you will. Uh, I think it when Marquise Brown comes back, that probably bumps up his value, and 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 his value is questionable already. Um, Rondell Moore, I think his value could go up, but I think the bigger narrative is just there's a bunch of guys at tight ends now. Like it really is Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, and then nobody. You know, yeah. like maybe TJ Hawkinson is the next guy because he's actually involved in the offense. Yep. So I guess I'll put TJ Hawkinson in there. But I I think right now uh, – okay, so I, this is the next one on the list. I'll bring it up. Um, Dallas Goddard uh, hurt his shoulder. So um, he's going to miss multiple games. So now you have Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews. Dallas Goddard is uh, tight end three. Zach Ertz is tight end four. Both of them are gone, or at least gone for a while in the case of Dallas Goddard. And so then you have TJ Hawkinson, and then it's just, from my perspective, it's a bunch of guys. Do you trust Cole Komet? <laughs> no. Like like he said, I mean, maybe you're maybe you're interested in playing him. Yeah. But he's had two games of two touchdowns, so which just balloons his stats. Uh, Jawan Johnson is tight end eight right now. Gosh, uh, that's disgusting. Taysom Hill, tight end six. Gerald Everett, who also got injured, he's tied in nine. Pat Fryermuth, uh, who had a terrible game, tied in 10. Tyler Conklin, um, and even George Kittle right now, tied in 16, but you're like, he's injured. You got to put him in that category. Well, you know what? Last two weeks, five targets and two targets. Like, you're not excited. I think the bigger thing is right now, you can pretty much just pick up a tight end and play him. Mm-hmm. You can pick up Hayden Hurst or Tyler Higby or Evan Ingram or David Njoku and Tyler Conley, like you can just pick up a guy and play him. And that's where we're at, which is why Travis Kelsey went in the first round. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, we talk about it every week on this podcast, how tough it is at the tight end position to sort of see two top five guys go down one for the season, one for multiple weeks. Um, it, it's tough. And if you're one of those, if you're a fantasy owner that owns one of one of two of those guys, you're streaming for the rest of the season. Um, so good luck now, the good news is everybody else is basically streaming as well that's true unless you're the kelsey owner or the andrews owner or the Hawkinson, Hawkinson yeah. owner yeah pretty much pretty much um all right sticking with the arizona cardinals the arizona cardinals in a kind of surprise roster move have cut eno benjamin who had showed some flashes of being really good this year um, but they've cut him. He's no longer on the team. He was picked up by the Houston Texans. What does this mean for James Conner, Jason? Is they they pretty much are putting all their chips in on him, right? Yeah, it's good for James Conner. It's also one of the things that we're going to talk about later. Is sometimes if a player just has a bad attitude, coaches are not willing to put up with it. And and every report sounds like that. Eno wanted the job, and he was upset that James Conner was getting the job back. And so the coaches were like, "Yeah, we're we're not just we're just not going to mess around with that." And so you can leave because, to be honest, he was probably a replacement level guy, which is just really interesting um, because I don't know that I viewed James Conner much higher than Eno, anyways. Right. Um, but yeah, it's definitely positive for James Conner. If you're a James Conner owner, you have what you didn't have for the last like eight weeks has been security, and you do have that. I would say. Yep, and on the flip side of that, he was picked up by the Texans. If you're the Damian Pierce owner, you're fine. Don't worry yep, about it. I he's he's going to be – it's a depth piece. Um, Damian Pierce is still going to be the guy for Houston. Leonard Fournette was removed from the game. He played in the German game – the German game? The Germany game 
on Sunday. He he was uh, removed from the game due to a hip injury. Um, but Todd Bowles has said that he is expected to play this week, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's held out of practice. Um, or they're on a bye week, so it's not even this week. Next week, they expect... What I'm trying to say is James Conner... Good Lord, this is a nightmare. I'm trying to read this news. Leonard Fournette is fine. He's not a long-term injury. You're fine. However, I would say... We did see Rashad White get utilized a lot even before the Leonard Fournette injury on Sunday. So I think Rashad White is a great uh, running back that you should be picking up on your waivers this week. Would yeah. you agree, Jason? I agree that he should be picked up. I do think that there's um, – the thing is is that fantasy football podcasts and like um, people who talk about fantasy football, they're all trying to find value that isn't already on someone's roster. So I think that there's like this disposition that just like – um, people like us who do this professionally full time. Um, I'm just kidding. Uh, people <laughs> yeah, like us so they, much more than a hobby. They need to like they need to find the next gem, and and so it can be so easy to be like, oh, this guy's coming, this guy's coming. I I don't think Rashad White is going to end up being like that valuable for fantasy unless Leonard Fournette actually is hurt. Um, even though everyone is saying that, like I think it's I don't think it's that likely. With that said, he should be rostered in the off chance. Like, it's a slim chance that he is valuable. So he should be rostered in the slim chance that he is valuable. But, like, he's probably not going to be valuable. If anything, it's probably just going to – he's going to go from worthless to some value, and Leonard Fournette is going to go from lots of value to less valuable. Yep. So. Yep, totally agree. Hollywood Brown getting close, according to Cliff Kingsbury, for a return. He's most likely going to come back after their bye week, so you're probably going to be without Hollywood Brown again this weekend, um, but you could potentially get him back for a late season run. Um, I don't think that's going to really impact D-Hop a ton. I still think he's going to be the clear one for that team, but um, Hollywood Brown will be relevant. I think Rondale Moore will take the hit probably when Hollywood Brown comes back. Yeah, and they actually they still have their bye, so... Yeah. Uh, Week 12 is when some people think he's going to come back. Week 13 is their bye. And then he they have a brutal schedule in the playoffs. Yeah, so it's going, to be, it's going to be really interesting. Um, their schedule in the playoffs, well, I'll start with week 14. Week 13. So week 13 is a bye. Yep. Week 14, New England. You're not pumped to play them there. Week 15, so start of playoffs, Denver, Tampa Bay, Atlanta. Yeah, that's so Tampa it's, Bay, specifically Denver, Tampa Bay. It's yeah, tough. it's it's brutal, and it's brutal for a guy coming back from injury. So those of you that own him, um, man, there's some caution there I think that you should be taking, and I actually own him on my team, so I'm thinking the same thing. Yep. <coughs> Khalil Herbert going to the IR. He's going to miss at least four games. Um, he, he's kind of a minor player, but I bring this up to say, with the recent resurgence – not even resurgence, surgence of Justin Fields and being the number one uh, runner over the last five weeks. Just run, not running back, not quarterback. The best in terms of rushing yards over the last five games is Justin Fields. Do you have any confidence in playing David Montgomery even with Khalil Herbert out? Uh, yeah, I do. I have some confidence. Now, I think David Montgomery's moved into that flex category for sure. Um, you know, in the last five games, he's only scored double digit fantasy points once. So, like, you probably should not have confidence in David Montgomery um, as a general rule. But I think that this this does change it. Like, it makes him the guy that's going to be on the field close to 80% of snaps. Yeah. Like, they're gonna, he's going to be on the field for everything. 
and and good things just happen, you know, whenever you're on the field for 80% of the snaps. The other thing is I don't know that what Justin Fields is doing is just going to be able to happen. You know, like guys I think will – first of all, he's really good, and if you picked him up on your fantasy team, that's awesome. Like I would definitely keep playing him. But I don't know that he's going to continue to have 15 rushes a game and multiple touchdowns. I mean, last five games – or last four games, he's had – two touchdowns and then a rushing, a rushing, a rushing, a rushing. Like he's been having multiple rushing touchdowns. I just don't know that that's going to happen um, continually. Now with that also said, that's one of the things I was talking with Joe about earlier was one of the things that people can say is, and, and they say this about Baltimore all the time is, Hey, that's the number one rushing team in the league. I want a piece of that. Well, the reason why the bears are the number one rushing team right now and in the past, why the Baltimore Ravens were the number one rushing team is because of Lamar Jackson and because of Justin Fields. The piece that you want is Justin Fields. The piece that you want is Lamar Jackson. The piece that you want is not David Montgomery. Like, you're okay having him. The piece you want definitely was not Khalil Herbert. So, uh, I sure, it bumps him up. It probably brings him into a running back two for me. And um, I think especially through bye weeks, you can play him as a running back two or a flex. But um, I like Justin Fields a lot more than David Montgomery right yeah, now. Yeah, if you are the Justin Fields owner right now, you might be able to ride him to a fantasy championship with how he's performing right now. Great to see from us as as me, an Ohio State fan, and Jason, a Chicago Bears fan. We love Justin Fields. He looks like the real deal. I hope uh, I hope the Bears don't blow it. <laughs> I, I hope he continues to ball out and also lose games. Yes, yeah, so you can keep getting good draft picks. Give a, and I, I don't even know what our draft pick situation is because we sold so many. I know you gave him. up your second for Chase Claypool. I think you sold it first, though. Yeah, I, th- I think I you have say, multiple. I thought we I gave think up. you have some good draft oh, that's, picks that's because you traded because... away a couple superstars <laughs> yeah, on defense. That's great. Yeah, love that. So yeah, the Bears are in a good spot in their in their real rebuild right now because they have the most important position what looks like locked up, and that's the quarterback position. Anyway, this isn't an uh, NFL show; it's a fantasy football show. But we are a pro Justin Fields podcast. This is an Ohio State and Bears podcast. Absolutely, and Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. All right, that is going to do it for news from around the NFL. Let's talk trades, Jason. Your bread and butter, your meat and potatoes. Trades is the thing that you live and breathe when it comes to fantasy football. So I'm excited to hear kind of your expertise on some of these on these players and some of these reasons why we should be trading for them. So the, the point of this segment is as the fantasy football playoffs inch closer, which players should you be targeting on your team to help you make a late season run. Some of these players, maybe they're on some of the the worst teams in the league and those teams are just kind of selling players. Maybe you're in a league where you can trade draft picks and and teams are starting to uh, tank for next year or you're just trying to acquire a piece. Your team is good, but you need that one more piece to assure your team is going to make a deep run in the playoffs. And we believe that these players you can acquire for maybe less of a value than what they're currently worth and they have great playoff schedules. At least that's the lens that I went for these players. So, Jason, why don't you get started with your first player that you're targeting in trades this year? Yeah, uh, let me say two things before we get into that. One, I think, is it's important to look at what your team needs and specifically just like how your team is built. Is Do you, do you need kind of that 
uh, PPR force from a wide receiver perspective, or do you need someone who has more upside? Know what your team needs in that respect. Um, the other thing is injured players are great to trade for. There's teams out there to know your, I guess, um, also know kind of your record and what you can withstand. And so, um, there are teams out there right now who need to sell assets cause they need to win right now. And so you can go get an injured player who is going to be really valuable later. Like I, like someone like Mike Williams is someone who I could, would be targeting if I was a really good team right now, but needed help at wide receiver. Um, so just look out for injured players, but here's my first guy that I'm going to target right now. And it's Justin Herbert. Now, probably a third of the teams that are listening to this right now, they have a good quarterback. And so you're like, I don't need a quarterback and that's fine. But for everyone that's streaming, for everyone that's throwing out Geno Smith and whoever and Kirk, um, uh, Kirk cousins and whoever else, like I would consider going out and trading for Justin Herbert. Now here's the other thing. I, I wouldn't play him until his players get back. Uh, so there's one big assumption that I'm making in saying trade for Justin Herbert. And here's the assumption. It's that Justin Herbert is really good at football. Um, but the problem is he just hasn't had the weapons. So an example of this, I think, is the very first three weeks of the season, uh, he put up over 20 fantasy points three out of the first four weeks of the season. Since then, since the first four weeks, he has not put up 20 points. And most of the time, he's been under 15 fantasy points every single week. Now, I mean, I watched their game against San Francisco, and he looks great. He looks really good. Like, he looks like a good quarterback, like an excellent quarterback who's throwing the ball a lot, but he just doesn't have weapons. The thing is, his weapons are going to come back. Like, he's going to get his weapons back this year. And so if you have the ability to go out and trade him, especially because – uh, whoever's owned him over the last six, seven weeks, he's given them nothing. It's likely that you can go out and get Justin Herbert, potentially even on the waiver wire. And, and so go out, get Justin Herbert, put him off the end of your bench. And then uh, week 14, week 15, something like that, start rolling out Justin Herbert with confidence. And I think he's a great play. I, I love that. I think that's a great, a great quarterback for you to potentially pivot to if you're a streaming uh, team. All right. I'm going to talk about two players, but I'm going to categorize them as one because they're on the same team. I think Chris Godwin and Mike Evans are good trade for targets right now. Now you might be thinking what Joe, those guys' value is already pretty high and you're right. They're both, they've both had good seasons, but they're both about to head into their bye week So whoever's the Chris Godwin owner, the Mike Evans owner in your fantasy league, look at their lineup and see if they need pieces right now like maybe they are a struggling team and now that they're one of their starting wide receivers is on a buy they might need some help and you might be able to take advantage of that and acquire a Chris Godwin acquire a Mike Evans for cheaper than what they're actually worth based on the fact that they're going on the buy right now and the reason I love both of these players right now is what let's talk about Chris Godwin first Chris Godwin since returning from injury has been awesome without having the numbers of being awesome if that makes sense because he hasn't had the touchdowns, but he's had double-digit targets in four of the six games since coming back from injury, which is awesome. And then this week, this past game against Seattle, he got his first touchdown of the season and finished as a running back or uh, as a wide receiver one um, this week in week 10. And now he's heading into the bye. He's going to have a chance to get, keep getting healthier from all of the injuries he sustained. Um, and listen to his playoff schedule, and this is true of Mike Evans as well. 
Week 15, they're playing Cincinnati, and then it's Arizona, Carolina for the semifinals and the championship. Those are really juicy matchups for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And another thing that I think is important to consider with these two players is that there's there's going to be some positive touchdown regression with these with these two guys. Tom Brady has had a really good season. He just hasn't had the touchdowns that he had last year, which made him one of the top quarterbacks in fantasy. But from strictly a passing yards and completions perspective, Tom Brady has still been really good. He he has a high completion percentage. He does have a lot of passing yards. He just hasn't had the, the passing touchdowns. But this past game, he threw two touchdowns, which is only one of three times that he's done that this year. So I think the Buccaneers offense is continuing to get better and better. They've had plenty of chances to score in the red zone and they've had to settle for field goals. I trust in Tom Brady and how great he is to turn some of those field goals into touchdowns. And I believe that Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are going to be the beneficiaries of those touchdowns. So I think both those guys, you can probably get cheaper than what their value actually is. And I think they're going to help you make a long playoff run. All right, Joe, my next guy is, um, truthfully someone that no one wants on their team, like someone that no one is excited to play. No one actually wants them on their team. They're they drafted them as their wide receiver three or four, and then they ended up being their wide receiver one or their wide receiver two. And who is that, you might ask? But it's Tyler Lockett. Like, think about it. No, no one's excited. No one was excited to roll out Tyler Lockett I this year. I love Tyler Lockett, uh, but I don't have him on any of my teams this year, and I'm sad about it. And, and here's the thing. You didn't have him on any of your teams because – you weren't willing to spend the incredibly late draft pick. Like no one believes in Tyler Lockett. Meanwhile, and no one thought Gino was going to be as good. That's as he true. Is. Like, and and that's all well and fine. But he's wide receiver ten on the year. Like, think about that. There is no cheaper wide receiver one that you can possibly get than Tyler Lockett. Now, rest of the season, do I think he's going to be a wide receiver one? Not super likely, but you can probably get him for wide receiver three money. Yeah. or throw him in a trade in some capacity. Yep. And his playoff schedule is great. He plays San Francisco, Kansas City, and the Jets. Yeah. And and I like I would be excited to play Tyler Lockett and to have Tyler Lockett on my team. He's been a great and incredibly consistent wide receiver. He has uh, he's had two bad weeks basically and then a few that were just okay. Um but he's just he's been really really consistent. I mean, his fantasy points are um, week two, 15, 12, 10, 24, 2, 8, 13, 15, 11. Like the guy has just been consistent and you can get him because no one wants him for, for pretty cheap. So go get Tyler Lockett. I, I love that. And I think this next guy that I'm going to talk about is, is pretty similar in that category as a guy who I think has wide receiver two upside that you can pay wide receiver price, wide receiver three price to get. And I'm talking about Garrett Wilson, wide receiver four the New York Jets. Garrett Wilson came out this season on fire. He had that 26 point game in week two, and then he's just kind of regressed since then. But it sounds like he's, it looks like he's starting to find his mojo again, including a 14 point game against new England. And then 13 points this past week against Buffalo. And he hasn't gotten a touchdown in either of those games. So he's had really good target volume and high catch rates of those targets. So Garrett Wilson similarly to Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, is on his bye this week. So you're talking about a guy who is trending upward 
on and he's heading into a bye week and he's only rostered in 79% of leagues. So check your waiver wire. He you might even be able to get him for free right now. Um, and Garrett Wilson has a really good playoff schedule upcoming as he trends into the right direction. We're talking Detroit, Jacksonville, and Seattle are his week 15, 16, and 17 matchups. He's a guy that you probably don't need to pay a lot to get because no one's like super excited to have Garrett Wilson on their team. He's kind of been a roster clog after week two when you spent a bunch of fab to get him. Elijah Moore is irrelevant on that team. Braxton Berrios is not a problem. Brees Hall is out for the season. So a lot of their weapons are depleted. Garrett Wilson is super necessary for the Jets right now. And the Jets are a good team. The Jets are a team that is not tanking. They're actually in, I believe, second place in their division. They're they're a really good chance to make the playoffs this year. So the Jets want to win, and they're going to try to do it on the back of, of Zach Wilson and Garrett Wilson. And, and that bodes well for Garrett Wilson as he's going to be the clear one on his team against some juicy playoff matchups. And I don't think you need to pay a lot to get Garrett Wilson. So I'm definitely in my leagues going to try to fire out a few low ball trades to people and see if I can get Garrett Wilson, because I think he's a really good flex option, potentially wide receiver two moving forward. That's going to help your team in the playoffs. All right, Joe. Um, we have a little bit of controversy in, in time squad studio. Uh, we, uh, we sure do here in the time. machine. So why don't you, why don't you go with yours first, your third one? <laughs> and then I'll clean up and bring some accuracy okay. and truth. So the reason there's some controversy here, did <laughs> you say bring some truth <laughs> after what am I just going to like blow smoke for the next couple minutes? I mean, yeah, that was like the low, low, you know, low key low what I was, fruit. yeah, yeah was low sure. key what I was saying. Okay. I, I I'm going to say my guy in, in full disclosure, I'm not super confident in it because he's, he is a controversial player right now. But I believe he's super talented and he has a great playoff schedule. And I believe you can get him a lot cheaper than what he's actually worth. And the player I'm talking about is DeAndre Swift. Ooh, gosh, Joe, DeAndre Swift. Do you know what's happening to that guy right now? I do. And that's why I think the DeAndre Swift manager is going to be quick to get him off his roster. Because how he's, he's destroying your team right now. He has such a high name value and you feel forced to start him because of his name value. And I think he's going to be really cheap to get. And that's why I'm willing to take a shot is because I don't think you need to pay a lot to get him. And we know DeAndre Swift is hyper talented and he doesn't need 25 carries to end up with a great fantasy week because he has home run ability. He's a great pass catching running back and his playoff schedule is Jets, Carolina, Chicago. That is juicy. That that promotes a, a ton of upside with a bunch of bad defenses that he's playing against. And he could have really great league winning performances to you. And he, so you're talking about a guy who at one point for fantasy was a running back one last year. He was a running back one. He was great for fantasy. He had stretches where he was real, maybe even top five. And this year he's just been reeling. There's some bad coach speak coming out about Deandre Swift. He's getting out carried by Jamal Williams pretty much every week, but I think you can get him for cheap and you never know. His season could turn around. He could start, I don't know, working harder in practice. He gets in Dan Campbell's good graces, and he becomes the starting running back again. If he becomes the starting running back again for Detroit, he's going to have a really good playoff run because of how talented he is, and you don't have to pay a lot to get him right now. So that's why I put him in here, because I think it's worth a shot in the dark to see what he could be could become. 
Okay, now here's the other side of that controversy. Um, someone who actually also plays the Jets, Carolina, and Chicago and is also a running back for the Detroit Lions is Jamal Williams. Tell me about Jamal Williams. Yeah, so Jamal, I, I put um, as a guy to buy low for fantasy playoffs as Jamal Williams. And it's it's all the things really that you said about DeAndre Swift. Excuse me. Um I don't think that DeAndre Swift is going to get back this year. And so, for one, DeAndre Swift said that he's not or he's likely not going to be 100% the rest of the year. And second of all, coaches are coming out and saying, man, I wish that he worked as hard in practice as he as much as he's talking publicly. And, um, and meanwhile, do you know what Jamal Williams is doing? Jamal Williams is getting close to 20 opportunities every single game. And, and so, I think that Jamal Williams is going to be a running back two rest of season. He has a great playoff schedule. And the other thing is that even if DeAndre Swift does come back, one of the things that they've proven is that, one, they want this to be a timeshare. Like they, They're not going to hand the keys over to DeAndre Swift, especially an injured DeAndre Swift. And here's the other thing that really helps Jamal Williams' value. He's both a 20s to 20s carrier, and so he's getting the ball, ton of, tons of carriers. Those are all the ones that like people say, hey, you don't want. But then he's also getting the goal line work. And just like you can have outliers where people, because they get the goal line work, they become really valuable for fantasy like James Conner last year. Jamal Williams has that same opportunity to just continue to be a really valuable fantasy running back because DeAndre Swift isn't healthy. Um, and I think you can still get Jamal Williams pretty cheap, but both of these guys are incredibly risky is what I would say. So like, I'm not looking to spend much on either one of them. Um, but they're, they're two guys that I would be excited to have on my team and I'd be more excited to have Jamal Williams. Yeah. And I, I don't disagree with anything you just said. I, I really don't. My, my whole premise was that I think DeAndre Swift is as low a value as he's ever going to be right now. You might be able to trade someone like a David Montgomery and get DeAndre Swift. You might be able to trade someone like Raheem Mostert and get DeAndre Swift or, or, or an Antonio Gibson and get DeAndre Swift. Like I, I'm willing. Yeah, the tough thing is I'm willing is to I, take the shot. I might what it could like be. a David Montgomery more than DeAndre Swift. Yeah, maybe, but I, I'm talking, I'm thinking through the lens of like, you you could give up a very mediocre player who's probably not going to win your league for you anyway yeah. and get a guy who has insane upside, but he's also really yeah. risky, and I, I'm fully and, aware of that. And I guess the David Montgomery piece, uh, previous to Khalil Herbert's injury, I would have loved that trade. Now I don't know that I love that trade because I think that he has actually a more clear path to being a league winner. Um, now, calling Cleo, uh, calling Dave Montgomery a league winner is not a great way to grow a podcast. It's a great but, way to grow a podcast. He's elite. <laughs> but it could happen. Like it's, it's within the realm of possibility for sure. All right. Well, that is going to do it for our trade for segments. This was a lot of fun. I, I really am going to go out and try to fire off some trades and try to get these guys maybe right after we, we stop recording this podcast. Um, so, guys, if you're out there, Good luck on your fantasy playoffs. Jason, is there anything else that we need to talk about before we shut the show down? No, let's t shut down the time machine. 
Let's shut down the time machine. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Fantasy Football Time Podcast. Jason and I really are having a lot of fun doing this podcast. We appreciate all of the support. Tell a friend about the podcast. Share it on social media if you feel so inclined. We um, we love doing this, and we hope to continue to doing this to, to, to do this. But for now, Joe the Show Wallach, Stop and Shop Gruber. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.